This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless you're hallucinating after a visit to your dentist, Dr. Yap, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Also, just as a heads up, this episode deals with things like infestations and feces. So it's a great episode, but it might not be a great episode for like your lunch hour. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Payne. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as Philadelphia Cheese Steak Review, a review of delicious cheese steak sandwiches. It's so many cheese steaks before this. Yeah, that is in honor of the presidential election, which was announced, uh, which was called on the day that we're recording this. Yes. Uh, fun fact, it's not a Philadelphia cheese steak sandwich unless you eat it in Philadelphia. No. It's just a sparkling sandwich. Shut up. <laughs> this is hi everybody a bad medicine podcast every week we talk about what hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works you can find this podcast online at hi everybody md on the facebook's the instagrams and the twitters or at www.hieverybodymd.com or you can call us at 1530doctorb that's 1530 which is the Best letter for today, because we're talking about buttworms in Bob's Burgers. Yeah, so many Bs. <clears throat> so many. And Biden. Woo! And Biden. Not a politics podcast. No. Before we get into the episode, just want to say thank you and hello to everyone who found us on Reddit recently. Uh, we got a great reception for our midsummer episode in the A24 subreddit. So thank you folks who subscribed and are listening. And if you have any feedback, have any questions, have any suggestions, give us a call at 530-DOCTORB where the B stands for Bloomhouse Films, which are kind of like A24 films. That's probably the next thing we'll deal with, I think, is some Bloomhouse films. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. All right. Uh, but this week we are discussing uh, Bob's Burgers uh, Season 11, Episode 12, Worms of Endearment. Episode 2. Episode 2. I am reading off my own notes, which <laughs> suck. Uh, season 11, Episode 2. Uh, Worms of Endearment. Yes. Jackson, it's pretty obvious why you chose this episode, but why are we covering this episode? Well, it deals with something that I actually see in the emergency room way more than you would think. And it's the thing that freaks a lot of parents out because um, they'll, they'll look at their kid and they go, there's something crawling out of their butt. And that is a good good segue into this episode, I would say. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. That sounds bad. I mean, so... Pinworms are pretty common. Um, it's I was looking up stats, so twenty percent of all kids get it. Oh wow! Yeah, it's so one in five kids will have pinworms at some point in their life. A lot of times, it could be asymptomatic. But the craziest part is, if it's in a school and there's an outbreak, your chances of getting it is one in two. Wow! Yeah. So, kids. So are, everybody wear your butt masks, is what I'm hearing. I mean, you. Jokingly, yes, mainly because you know how you know how in the beginning of this whole outbreak we're like, don't touch your face because that's mm -hmm. how you get it spread. So the most common way that pinworms are spread is fecal oral. I think we've uh, done a talk about fecal oral before. No, because thank goodness we've not covered Wequiem for a dream. Ooh. Or train spotting. Or train spotting. Yep. But fecal oral is basically if you go to the bathroom, you don't wash your hands well and then you eat. That's how you get it. Or you scratch <laughs> and you eat. That's how you get it. So fecal oral, that's a very common mode of transmission for a lot of diseases like hepatitis, um, any kind of diarrheal illness, uh, any kind of stomach flu. 
Um, food poisoning, you know, that's one way you can get food poisoning too, is if the person who was making your food went to the bathroom and didn't follow that sign in the bathroom that says <laughs> all employees must wash hands. That's how you get it. Uh, but, tangent. Uh, one of our favorite restaurants in San Diego has, along with that sign, a vegan death metal vegan restaurant in San Diego called Kindred mm-hmm. also has a sign saying all employees must carve the Slayer symbol into their arms before I mean, returning to work. That's how you prevent uh, pinworms. Yeah. Yeah. But this episode starts out with Linda going to her, and I love the term, vaginacologist, which is just her OB-GYN OB doctor. Um, but it all starts with them kind of going on off on this tangent that was pretty big when I was growing up. I think like in grade school that kids that listen to classical music tend to be smarter. Right. I'm not sure if that's a real thing or not. I mean, it sounds like one of those goopy, mommy bloggy kind of parents magazine kind of situation. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there are studies that show that that is the case and we don't have the specific numbers. Yeah, but in front it's all of us. retrospective. It's I all think. exactly. And the kind of parents who are going to play Mozart for their babies or play, you know, have headphones on their, on their stomach tummies while they're pregnant are Tums. also probably, uh, yeah, the medical term is Tom. They are also probably the kind of parents who are going to take an active role in their kids' yeah. education. There's a lot of socioeconomic kind of factors that come into play. Like mm-hmm. these are more probably affluent or, you know, people who do their research and try to work harder to raise their kid. Not to say mm-hmm. that any like yeah. all not all parents would work hard for their kids. But know? people who have the time to to the, be I would that say actively more, involved in education. I'd say more in the the means as well. Yeah. Is also like a big thing too. So like that kind of skews a lot of it too. So it's like a flawed kind of study situation. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a big thing where that's why you have those baby Einstein like mm-hmm. CDs. Yeah, and the baby when, Mozart. Like when those things were kind of yeah cool like you know when cds are cool Mm -hmm. that was like a big thing about that but she tries to get linda tries to get her whole family to go to the symphony to make her kids who are kind of dumb which is proven fact Mm -hmm. smarter which i feel like it's a little too late now they're probably in the what like whatever 12 yeah Yeah, they're 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 all like 12th trimester (laughs) no 12 trimester that'd make that'd make them like four 12 times four 12 trimester would make them three or four because there's three I don't know. Trimester is a third I, of a pregnancy. If we've established not any, a math podcast. If we've established anything, I am terrible at math, and that is a fact beyond all means. But uh, Louise does bring up a fact that there's a pinworm pandemic going to school, mm-hmm. and remember how I mentioned fifty percent of the kids might get it. Right. Right. And there was that whole song about Mr. Frond um, doing the hand washing song and inviting mm-hmm. his friends soap in. Which is important. Hand washing, I think if we've learned anything in the past few months, super, super important. Yeah. You got to do it for at least 20 seconds. It's very hard. 20 seconds is forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I mean, we'll be honest here. Not everyone can get to 20 seconds because it's really, really hard. But I think the point here is he did the song, but with, man, I'm saying but a lot. Um <laughs> The biggest risk factor for transmission of pinworms is school. Mm-hmm. And it takes four to eight weeks for it to manifest. So that by the time you've already noticed one person with it, there's already a lot of people with it. Okay. It's like an asymptomatic carrier situation. Which is, again, something we're suddenly much more familiar Correct. with than we were in 2019. Exactly. So you're getting a lot of kids that are already having the worms grow in their intestines ready to pop. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God. I will never forget seeing... I think my first patient I saw in the ED with pinworms, the mom goes, there's something crawling out of the butt. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. 
We look in the diaper area and I just see this massive like white little Medusa hair looking things just coming out and I go, I know what that is. We're done. Let me leave now and <laughs> and wash my hands for like an hour. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Gene describes it as I saw something in my poop. I thought it was rice, but then I was like, does rice wiggle? I, I mean, it can look like that, but the, I will say flecks of rice. Yes. Um, but pinworms themselves are very thin. They're, mm-hmm. they're like a thicker hair almost. And they're definitely mobile. Okay. Do you know what one of the tests people do if they can't see the pinworms right away to diagnose it? No, I don't. Do you want to take a venture or a guess? Um, My doctor friends, the nurses probably know this, but... I mean, I, I'm assuming this is beyond just a wipe check? It is. Okay. It is. It does. Let me give you a hint. It uses office uh, supplies. A post-it note? You're close. Uh, scotch it, tape. Scotch tape? Yeah. So it's called the scotch tape test. You apply some tape right there. And then you wait to see what crawls out, and it'll just get stuck to the scotch tape. You pull off the scotch tape gently, and you'll see it attached. That's how you can make the diagnosis. I feel like this is our first episode that needs a content warning that isn't, <laughs> we accidentally swore. But that is actually how we or how it is diagnosed in clinics at times, too, is a scotch tape test. Now, is it special, like, medical-grade scotch tape? That- no. You just go to your, like, desk and grab some, like, some scotch tape. And-, and then don't return that to the desk. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, that it's biohazard tape. Yeah, that's gross tape now. That goes straight into the red bin, which <laughs> is our special biohazard bin. So when Jean started having the itchiness, that pretty much what clenched it for Louise. She, <laughs> God, it's mm. everyone gets really paranoid. And then this is like a very common phenomenon in the emergency department. When you say certain diagnoses, everyone starts feeling those symptoms. Yeah, like bed bugs or scabies. Mm-hmm. You immediately get itchy. Like I am scratching right now because I just heard those words or lice. Uh-huh. Or, that's actually like one of my big phobias is like other than like seeing eye stuff on TV mm-hmm. infestations like lice fleas pinworms now yeah. are like the thing that skeeve me out the most. Yeah. Cause it's gross. It's mobile. It's something you can see. Like when you get sick with like a virus, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. So what you can't see doesn't bother you. Right. Right. You know, you feel the symptoms of it. But the fact that you can't see the organism, who cares? But the minute you kind of part someone's hair and you see stuff crawling around, immediately skeevy. Yeah. Um, same thing with pinworms. Like the fact that you can see something crawling around is super scary and gross. It's like when you look in someone's ear and you find a cockroach kind of looking at you. You're, ah! like, you're like, oh, there it is. I'm going to go drown it with some lidocaine and take it out of the ear right now. Like it's super, uh, like super freaky. And I think that's like a big thing um, with whenever you get that kind of implantation of what illness is in your around you, you mm-hmm. start feeling those symptoms too. And it's weird for Bob and Tina to get those symptoms, or at least the sensation, unless they were infected a while Bob ago. Bob and Tina are the parents. Bob is the parent. Tina's oh. the oldest daughter. Oh, sorry. Louise is the Dang other it. daughter. I'm so Linda, bad. Linda. Linda is the uh, the mom. But this is. This goes to the fact that it takes four to eight weeks for incubation, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know why you get itchy? Because of the, because there are eggs hatching. No, it's partially because it's move. The eggs are implanted into the mucosa, and that's that hatching movement causes it. But also the worms crawling around is what causes the itchiness. So okay, it's 
it's not that you have like this mass of worms in your intestine that are bursting out that's causing you to get itchy. It's also because of the fact that they're in the mucosal membrane hatching and then the act of them wiggling out. Oh, of the like wiggling out through your skin. Is what causes a lot of itchiness. Uh, yeah. It's the most common parasitic infection in the world by far. It's also like, because like when you think parasitic, you think malaria and mm-hmm. whatnot, right? This is actually the most common one. Yeah. This is the week that I'm announcing my retirement from this show. <laughs> what? What's your next job? Bottomless businessman? There we go. That's how Bob gets it. By the way, did you realize how, do you remember how Gene got his pinworms in the first place? Yes. So Gene got his pinworms in a way that I think is probably remarkably feasible in an elementary school, which is he had a tater tot in his pocket, mm-hmm. dropped it on the bathroom floor, and then somebody else handed it to him after coming out of the bathroom, and then nommed on the tater tot. Yeah, and I think the question there goes, where did, where are you most where are you more likely to get the the pinworms? Mm-hmm. Is it the ground or the hand? It's the hand. I'd say it's fifty fifty. Yeah, because when you poop. It's not just a straight beeline straight into the, the water. Right. There's the splash. Not just the splash, but it aerosolizes too, potentially. There's always a sign, there's always a chance of aerosolization. I mean, it won't linger in the air, but those droplets will go to the ground eventually. And if you drop something in the ground in the bathroom and put it in your mouth, you're going to get whatever's there. I mean, it's transmitted via the eggs. You're not eating like coal worms. Mm-hmm. You're just eating worm eggs. That's oh, it. that's that's so much better. I know, right? It's, it's it's like caviar, but makes your butt itch. I mean that that is the best way to think about it. Um, what do the pinworms eat? Are they just eating your fecal matter? No, I don't believe so. I, that is actually something I've never thought about. Is what pinworms eat? Uh, I'm gonna look this up because I think everyone would want to know this because that sounds gross. Uh, what pinworms? Eat? I've never thought of that. I, I always thought it was like um, parasitic kind of they drink your blood or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the pinworms, according to the Mayo Clinic, are quite happy to live in the mucus deb- uh, membrane and eat the debris left behind in the colon after most of the nutrients are extracted by the small intestine. So that the nicest way of saying that is, or I should say the, that is a very nice way to say it. Um, that basically says it eats poop. It, it eats it eats your poop and it eats you know skin or mucus membrane, which is essentially what, leftovers. So that's what a lot of poop is. It's bacteria. Mm-hmm. It's non digestible like cellulose and whatnot, water, uh, and then products of breakdown in your body. That's basically mm-hmm. what it is. It's like your poop is brown because your blood broke down. Oh. Also, like that's also why your pee is yellow because that's your blood yeah. breakdown too. This is a um, evacuation heavy season for us. Has it been? Yeah, last week we were talking oh, about yeah. urea. Yeah, you're right. It has been very, very bodily function. Yeah, it's, it's it's a brown and yellow season for us. <laughs> like a like a cheeseburger. Yeah. Brown and yellow. Sorry for anyone listening on their <laughs> lunch break that actually made it this far. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm just impressed. You know what you signed up for when you listen to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just part of it. Um, but if you want like a, a more, I guess, relatable story, like celebrities are just like us. Mm-hmm. Like I think your wife was the one who brought up that Kristen Bell got it too. Yeah. Ugh. And, uh, and she mentioned like her daughter got it 
And she has like two kids. I'm mm-hmm. surprised her other kid didn't get it or her husband. It was just her and her daughter were the only ones who got it. 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fits with the statistics right there. And the treatment she mentioned was drinking some kind of chalky liquid that they got over the counter, which is not what we would use, but that's also what was mentioned in Bob's Burgers too, yeah. is that they both use some kind of over-the-counter liquid medication. Well, by the time they're getting to you, mm-hmm. I mean, most likely, I mean, you're an ER doctor, mm-hmm. most likely they're at the point where they're worried that it's, where it's enough of a discomfort issue. You would think so, but it's not always the fact, you know, like it could be just started mm-hmm. it, th- there's a huge spectrum it could be like it just started or they noticed a mass of worms coming okay. out of the butt at that point uh, be- because of the fact that not everyone who goes to the emergency room has access to care outside of emergency care yeah so usually if you showed up to my er with that kind of complaint i have to look down there and mm-hmm. the other part the other differential diagnosis of pinworms is something that was mentioned in the episode can you guess what it was? Um, no, I. So Linda says, "Did you wipe properly?" Okay. So it's not so much did you wipe everything away, but did you leave something behind after you wipe? And that's actually one of the most common other things people get confused with pinworms is bits of toilet paper being stuck in there. Oh, okay. So it's not like a diaper rash, but it's con- leftover confetti. Correct. And if, if you think about it, if you wipe your butt and there's like some moisture and you kind of roll off some pieces of toilet paper on your butt, it'll curl up and look string-like like pinworm. I hate this episode. <laughs> I hate this episode. This is, uh, again, I think this ties back to um, human centipede. My mm-hmm. life has a lot to do with poop as much as I hate it. Like I deal with poop way too much. Life is poop and then you die. Yeah, pretty much. And that is what's going on with this episode. Okay. And so going back to the treatment, usually we don't use that chalky substance. We use something called like albendazole and you treat twice over a month. Mm-hmm. And that usually does it. It's like one dose. It's a pill, but you can crush it up and give it to kids. And I rarely tell them to use the over-the-counter medications. I usually just prescribe them this medication because it works better. And because, well, frankly, if they're there with you, they can get a prescription. Yeah. You can get an antiparasitic medication. That works. Uh, so... One of the symptoms that Gene had was that he was scooching his butt around the carpet like, you know, like a dog with worms. Yeah. I mean, he's in middle school or, you know, like 11 to, I don't know exactly how old he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that that would be something that you'd see from younger kids. Yeah. And this is that why it gets on the carpet? Potentially. Or they just sit on the carpet bare butt mm-hmm. um bottomless businessman bottomless businessman style um there's many or they eat and they just drop stuff on the ground oh yeah and and you know or eat and lick their fingers i mean and then- one of the the treatments or prevention methods for it is making sure you take a bath every morning um changing your underwear and gene does not strike me as a <laughs> underwear person but that is actually one of the the treatment um or control vectors is change your change your underwear more than once a week. Once quarterly. <laughs> yeah. And wash everything in hot water to really kill the parasitic worms. Hmm. You can also, inversely, if you put them at below minus two degrees Celsius, you can kill the worms that way too. So if you don't want to ruin your clothes by washing them in hot water, you can just Throw stick them in, them in the, freezer. the freezer with the ice cream. Correct. <laughs> don't do that. Not medical advice. Don't at least use a baggie. And I'm not the doctor here for those who aren't aware of this. Anything I'm saying here is wrong. 
<laughs> except for that. Double bag it. Uh, but yeah, you can actually kill it with cold. Not an ideal way, mainly because it takes long. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say it'd be a overnight or longer yeah, thing. Just get a bag of quarters. Go to if you don't want to wor- ruin your laundry machine. If you're in that kind of situation, go to the laundromat. Throw it all in there. Hot hot water. I mean, the hot water is going to kill them anyway. Yeah, you can you can also just run a hot water load afterwards. Yeah, and you're just laughing at the word load. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and or, or you know toss run an empty bleach cycle. Yeah, afterwards, but pretty much the whole family demonstrates all the ways to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, Lindo is kissing him on the mouth and sharing food with him, Lady in the Tramp style. Um, Tina high fived him after going to the bathroom. Bob for wearing the shoes. Yeah, Bob touched shoes that he touched. And then... And then touched his mustache because anyone with a mustache knows that you touch your face constantly. Correct. And this is not one of those, you know, situations where it's like a public health crisis where Mm -hmm. we're taught not to touch our face, but it's the same kind of ideals, right? It's a public annoyance crisis. It is, but it's the same ideals. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, um, be clean. Mm Mm-hmm. Not hard to follow. Are there any serious complications that could come from pinworms? From healthy people, I don't believe so. Like if you have, like, if you're immunocompromised, there's always a chance it can like overrun mm-hmm. your system. Um, it can cause bowel perforation if the worm load might be too high. Oh wow! Only if it's like significant, but that's hard to. And most of the time, their life cycle is so short it shouldn't cause an issue. Like their uh-huh. life cycle is only 14 days. Um, you can self inoculate, whereas and they give birth and burrow back into your mucosa and kind of go around like that. Uh But for the most part, it's, it shouldn't cause that much of an issue. Okay. It's more of an annoyance, like you've mentioned. Um, And there's not a chance because you're, when you're getting infested, you're getting infested with the eggs and not the actual parasitic, something like a mosquito. So it's not going to spread a bloodborne disease from, from host to host in the same way. It shouldn't. Um, Most of the time it's just that. Uh, I'm looking at to see if there's any other complications from pinworm um, infections. Very rare cases it can cause UTIs. Mainly because that, that I, I, I'm guessing that would be more in frequent women. in women. Yeah, yeah, because of the anatomy. Yeah, like it can go from one entrance, exit, and then enter. Right. For enter. a guy, you'd have to be really bad at wiping for that to happen. Actually, or just scratch and scratch. Yeah. And then, I hate this episode. <laughs> I hate this. It can also cause significant abdominal pain. Um, and then in really, really significant situations, it can rob your essential nutrients, which can cause weight loss. Okay. So, But th- not in the same same sense that like a tapeworm where it's, it causes it's, severe weight. Yeah. You need like a massive amount of worms to cause you to have those issues. So, yeah. Okay. This is a gross episode. This is a gross episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this one's getting a warning. Um, does it does it need a warning? Uh, I would feel better if I was listening uh, to know that hey, uh, this is a this is a poop and infestation. We're going to talk. Episode. We're going to talk a lot about icky worms. And yeah. Stuff. So yeah, this one's getting a warning. You've already heard it by the time you've gotten this far in this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think that is that is fair. Um, worms are creepy, mm-hmm. but you know, whenever you hear that you might have worms, it's always a concerning scary thing because it's something that should not be living inside you living inside you and that is always a freaky scary thing so yeah (laughs) that's that's all i can say about it like talking about this episode is making me itchy um 
So next time if you see someone sitting in their chair kind of squirming really weird, are they nervous or is it pen norms? Who knows? Oh, man. That, that right there is another reason to keep, uh, keep offices remote for as long as possible. I mean, you can't. I, can't, I will can't say, catch room, worms over Zoom. I haven't seen a case of pinworms in a little while. That's probably correlates. I'm sure it does. Kids aren't going to school. Kids aren't hanging out after school. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen seen that in a little bit. But I will say, when I leave the room and the nurses ask me what's wrong with that kid, and I just go worms, immediately heebie-jeebies. Yeah, everybody. Uh, Not as bad as scabies. If I said scabies, it's a lot scarier. But worms, worms will get that too. Yep. I do have an important question. Obviously. The human centipede mm-hmm. bills itself as 100% medically accurate. Yep. Uh, if that's the case, how medically accurate is Bob's Burgers season 11 episode 2, Worms of Endearment? Which, by the way, is a great freaking title. Enrearment? Enrearment. Worms of Enrearment. I did get the title wrong. Yep. Right. Okay. It's even better. It's pretty accurate. Just kind of mentioning um, how worms are spread and just how insidiously that idea that you might have worms to making you feel itchy that's mm-hmm. such a thing that's relatable to that even though they d- might not even have the symptoms and they just go like oh i think i have them now too very very accurate especially in the medical world like when we hear those things everyone starts feeling those symptoms um what did i give midsummer it's like midsummer, midsummer like uh i think you, you said 300 to 400 yeah i think that's exactly what i wrote down on here so yeah, you said 300, then you upped it to 400. I'll say 350. All right. I mean, it's it's very accurate. Like, the only part that I would say is not accurate is the Worm Symphony when she was singing the Buttworm song. But that was all a fantasy, kind of like the Blood Eagle. Yeah. Also, worst way to scratch your butt is on another person's butt. Because you're not actually scratching the part that no, actually is going to itch. There's no scratching. It's just rubbing. Yeah. And rubbing just makes it worse because you're basically going to potentially rub that onto the clothes. Which then, if, if Linda has to do the laundry, then she's going to get on her hands. And if she doesn't wash her hands, reinfection. So the best method that they used was the spaghetti spoon. Oh, surprisingly, as long as they don't share it around and then they wash it in hot water afterward. Not medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that that is now permanent butt scratcher. <laughs> Honestly. Um, also, we do not recommend. Uh, we're going to not sell communal butt scratchers <laughs> as uh, podcast merch. That reminds me of the poop knife story. Yeah, do you know the poop knife? I story? know the poop knife story. Not. A, I don't think people have poop knives. I mean, if you need a poop, knife. we're going to add the poop knife uh, story in the show notes to uh, that classic Reddit thread. Oh god, you should not be using a poop knife if you can clog the toilet with your own poop. You're constipated. Like that is bad. And I've learned from this. From doing this show, that constipation is a state of being and not a uh, single instance. Correct. That is very true. It is. It's not so much how often you go; it's what what it looks like, yeah. and that's what I tell every patient. But constipated kids can get uh, pinworms, and then sometimes confuse their constipation symptoms with pinworms because they think, "Oh, my butt itches because I'm constipated." Correct. Or I can't go because it hurts. Or itchy Uh because they got worms. So it's like chicken or the egg kind of situation. And then they might be scared to poop. The pinworm or the egg. (sighs) Yes. But it can also lead to kids being constipated in the future because they're afraid to poop. Because the last time they pooped, they saw something squirming out. So it's 
it can cause that kind of effect too. So yeah, there's nothing I want to change about this episode. Yeah, th- nothing we could do to make it more medically no, accurate. It's, this is a good family viewpoint on what pinworms are like and how it kind of affects a family. Before we wrap this up, I actually did have a question from the last scene where everyone took the medicine mm-hmm. and uh, Louise took it as kind of a prophyla- prophylactic. Yeah. And my question was going to be, should she be taking that over-the-counter medicine when she doesn't have the symptoms? But then you said that symptoms don't show to 7 to 14 days, yeah. so she probably would be showing, you know, just because they live in yeah. close proximity and we're making hamster slides yeah. together. I probably would have just had her take it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it it's over-the-counter, which means it's probably benign anyways, and it's not going to cause any significant injury unless they overdose on it, I think that's fine. And the risk-benefit kind of situation... The risk of her not taking that nasty taking tasting medicine, she might get worms. The benefit is it might stop her from getting worms. I think, yeah. I think it out, the benefit outweighs the risk by a lot in this situation. So, yeah. I probably, if I was her, I probably would have taken it too. Okay. Especially if you saw how your whole family was like scooching around like a dog yeah. and whatnot. I probably would be like, just give me the medicine. I really don't want to have an itchy butthole. The technical term is pruritus ani. That's the title of this episode. Paritis ain't I? The, tit- the technical term is paritis ain't I? It is. That was the name of our intramural flag football team uh, <laughs> in medical school. I kid you not. But yeah, that is actually what it, what is the term for it. Ain't I makes sense. Paritis mm-hmm. just means itchy. All right. Yeah. Um, with that, I'm so glad to be done with this episode. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who made it this far. Uh, next week, I don't know what we'll be be discussing but it's not going to involve infestations that's what you think oh man thanks everybody for listening uh if you're new check out the back episodes and please tell your friends about it you know best best way to spread the word about just like spreading worms word of mouth word of mouth tell tell your friends review us on uh, apple and all those other places itunes stitcher all those fun places yep and thank you for getting us to number 77 on the medical podcast charts in the u.s on apple Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, folks. We'll be back next week with uh, something less wormy. Bye-bye.